Hello everybody, it's Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. I hope that you're doing very well during these dark times of bacon-swooping global pandemics. Uh, a few facts and some theories about this uh, pigs-on-the-wing flu that is uh, floating around. Um, I guess first and foremost, uh, and this is not to diminish the tragedy, of course, of the people who have died uh, from this, uh, this ailment, but... Uh, as, uh, as of, I guess, it was the April 28th, a day or two ago. Barely 50 cases been reported in the U.S., only two in Britain. Uh, in the United States, about 300,000 to 500,000 cases of flu are reported every year. And, of course, that doesn't count the people who don't report the fact that they've got the aches and pains. 10 to 20% of the population comes down with a sore throat, coughing, and achy bones of flu. Of those, 30 to 40,000 die... That's every every given year, thirty to forty thousand people in the United States die of the flu, and so far there seems to be one young child who tragically has died in the U.S. after a family holiday in Mexico. And so the BBC Today program wheeled on an expert from the World Health Organization recently to tell us that forty percent of us in Britain may catch swine flu, while another unnamed expert was quoted predicting that one point two million Britons could die. The uh, sources for this are, of course, as always, to your right. It is not long since, in 2005, an even more senior World Health Organization official was telling us that anytime soon a worldwide epidemic of Asian bird flu could kill 150 million people. The actual death toll from bird flu to date is around 200, barely double the number already dead when the hysteria was at its height. In 1996, when the greatest food scare of all exploded over mad cow disease, BSC, frontline headlines greeted the admission on Newsnight by the government's chief scientist, John Patterson, that the death toll from this, caught by eating beef, could reach, within a few years, 500,000 people. A year later, scarcely any attention was paid to Dr. Patterson's confession that he had now revised his figure downwards to just about 100, and indeed it now seems highly likely that beef was not the cause of CJD at all. And uh, I post this um, just for your research and consideration. I'm certainly no medical expert, but this is from the F Free Domain Radio Board, from a, fe a fellow who is in the industry, uh, deeply in the industry, and uh, so I don't know if it's true or not. I, I can't find verification. I put it out there for your research and consideration. He writes, The current H1N1 strain of swine flu is structurally almost identical to the H5N1 bird flu. The protein sequences have been published by a number of labs, over the past month. Tamiflu has been proven by the uh, World Health Organization to be ineffective against bird flu and therefore also the swine flu and yet the media keeps using product placement shots of Tamiflu, it's a uh, inoculation, Tamiflu bottles in their news coverage and implying that citizens should get or consider to get flu shots. Some governments have stockpiled large quantities of Tamiflu proving very profitable for Rush and a total waste of money for effective swine flu treatment. Because of this, this is interesting, because of their protein structures, both H1N1, swine flu, and H5N1, bird flu, are more problematic to populations with no wheat in their traditional diets, i.e. no naturally inherited tolerance of the gluten protein, hence the current high, the currently high mortality with Hispanics, those uh, pri whose primary starch intake is from corn flour, and the relatively no mortality uh, low mortality in the U.S. where primary starch intake is from wheat flour. The, uh, I think the young boy who died was Mexican. 
Similarly, bird flu was the most virulent against Southeast Asians, approximately 64 deaths since 2003, most in Vietnam, whose starch intake is primarily from rice. Those with Irish ancestry would also be at higher risk due to the traditional use of potatoes for primary starch intake. Those who can easily digest wheat flour products should only ever suffer a dose of the flu from this global pandemic. People who have celiac disease or other known gluten intolerance should be at much greater risk of developing more serious symptoms and should attempt to avoid contact with potential flu carriers. Compare the above death toll of 71 from the killer flu, from this killer flu worldwide over six years with the total of 5,630 drug-related execution murders in Mexico alone in 2008. The violent and legislated war on drugs is totally ineffective and the war on bugs is totally overhyped and simply an excuse, he writes, to enact even more draconian detention powers. Wise word. Uh, a wise word or two do believe. This is from the most recent uh, copy of Maclean's, uh, dated May the 11th, 2009. And here we have uh, an expert talking about uh, his, his the expert's name is he's a epidemiol uh, epidemiol <laughs> epidemiolo he is epidemiologist Philip Alsabies. He talks with Kate Fillion about swine flu fear and the folly of too much preparedness. Pardon me. He says, uh, she says, in your new book, Dredge, you look at the ways fear and fantasy have fueled epidemics throughout history and point out that the last time North Americans worried about swine flu in 1976, the cure turned out to be far worse than the disease. Uh, he wrote, uh, sorry, he replies, it was a public health fiasco. Some soldiers at a base in New Jersey got sick. One of them died, and it turned out he had a strain of flu from the same family as the 1918 strain, which killed 40 million people. Just to jump out of what he was saying, uh, for those who don't know, this was a, a huge uh, flu catastrophe. Uh, estimates range from 20 to 50 million people died. And uh, it was largely uh, as a result of so, troop movements, particularly when troops were disbanded and sent home. Uh, they were weakened, they were uh, exhausted, they were uh, susceptible to illnesses, and they spread like crazy. Uh, and actually more people died from the flu after the war than died in the war. It's just another reason why war is such a murderous thing. So he continues, U.S. federal officials jumped far ahead of the facts and promoted a nationwide immunization program to save you from the perils of illness. They started in the fall and immunized 45 million people, but by November they had to stop because they started to see cases of this neurological condition, Guillain-Barre syndrome, yeah, I can pronounce that. Later studies suggested very strongly that at least half the cases, and there were about a thousand, were vaccine-associated and 32 people died. You might say, well, you have to break some eggs to make an omelette, you have to protect the public, but there was no swine flu outbreak after all, and the U.S. government spent $93 million after the fact to remunerate people who had lost loved ones. So it's really, really important to put this stuff in perspective. The flu kills tens of thousands of people every year. Um, uh, Drug-related murders are killing thousands of times almost, more people, hundreds of times more people, uh, in Mexico every year, uh, and, uh, you know, I guess wash your hands, but remember, this is the media, right? L looking at the mainstream media, like now, oh, we're done with Somali pilots, now it's killer flying swine. Uh, so just remember, I mean, dealing with the mainstream media is like sticking your head in a bag full of hyperactive bees, hyperactive bees with laser beams, right? I mean, you simply are, are constantly prodded with the tases of panic and, and fear and, and fear-mongering and, and so on, right? So just, you know, deep breath, 
relax, you know, yeah, wash your hands uh, and so on, but sneeze into your sleeve or a tissue. But uh, for the most part, uh, if you are uh, whitey westerny dudes, uh, or at least those who are comfortable with gluten, apparently the, the uh, indications seem to be uh, it's just another kind of flu. And uh, if you're old like me, you've uh, gone through a whole bunch of these health scares before. It's almost always nonsense. Uh, of course, do your research. Uh, don't take anything I say at face value and uh, uh, do your preparations if you feel. But uh, there is no catastrophe coming. Uh, there is no disaster coming. You might want to. I'll, I'll put this video as a link below. I did a video uh, a, a while back called All the Media Scares I Could Think Of in Three Breaths. And basically, if you don't watch it, I'll give you the point of it. The point of it is that uh, the media is, you see, so concerned with your health and well-being that they're going to tell you all about this swine flu and, and, you know, stick the cactus of terror up your rectum. But when it came to, say, the lead-up to the Iraq war, uh, or even the Afghani war, uh, do you remember how concerned they were about the negative effects of war on human health and how they opposed uh, the war? So, for, oh no, I don't remember that either. In fact, they did quite the opposite. They cheerlead. Uh, that you let the bomb straight into the mouths of Iraqi children. So it's, you know, do what you like, of course, right? And research anything that you want. But uh, I'm going to uh, continue uh, my life uh, as, as happily and as normally and as contentedly as possible and uh, just, you know, tune out the constant shrieking of these idiot banshees. That's my suggestion. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching this as a true news, you might want to check out uh, I was the keynote speaker at the 2009 Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and I have posted the video in tasty, lickable high def, and be, clean your screen first, of course, and uh, I hope that you will check that out. Uh, you can go to fdrurl.com forward slash nh, and it will take you to the playlist. Thank you so much for watching. As always, I look forward to your donations. I will talk to you soon.